Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast. The podcast that is the same every week. It's episode 286. You join me, Joseph Scrabble. And me, Steve Hogarty. Not to mention me, Jonathan Lee Blythe. <laughs> Jonathan Lee Blythe. That's my full name, and I'll is thank it? you to remember it and use it in if you want to spoof my identity. Junkie. Chippers. <laughs> Junkie chippers. Hot punky seeks. What's seeks. going on? That's the like I'm it constantly learning new things about you, Log. You never knew I was called Jonathan Blythe. Lee Blythe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's it, actually, it's all I've got name wise, I'm afraid. I, I feel I feel like I have spent my last load on you. <laughs> <laughs> Just squeezed out the last drip. Yeah. <laughs> salty information it. about you. Yeah. Um, At least I can relax now. There's nothing else to lose, is there? What, what, guys, guys, what have you got in terms of features tonight? I'm going to prank the living balls out of all of you. <gasps> Joe? I haven't got a feature, but I've got access to £4 to spend on magazines. Goodness, I wonder what you're going to spend that on. <laughs> but Steve, are you avoiding what your feature is? Never. My feature, it's going to be the first feature you're going to hear after this commercial break. <laughs> it's not a commercial break. It's a jingle that I'm going to do. It's about Queer Eye as well. I should say that. But what if the Fab Five was dead? Why not eat a Snickers? Know. Snickers are delicious. That's a commercial break. <laughs> yeah, but no. We haven't, they haven't given us any money or Snickers. Don't eat Snickers. They're bad. They're <laughs> and bad we'll for your keep, teeth. We'll keep saying so until you pay us. <laughs> the peanuts in them are from the wrong fruit. <laughs> <laughs> walnuts in disguise. The following snacks are bad. <laughs> and we will list them until they tell us to stop. Doritos are made from... Uh, women. Bad skin. <laughs> Smashed up skin. Yeah. Should we, uh, should we do it? Well, let's go ahead. Yeah. Let's go. There's, there's nothing to lose now. I was made for regular features. You were made for... And now it's time for Steve's regular features. Steve's Fabulous Five. What do they do if they're perhaps dead? The Fabulous Five. The Beatles. Yeah, the Fab Five. The, the queer eye queers. Oh, oh right. You can Not, call them that because they're Is one gay. of them a dog like the famous five? A gay dog that goes, Woof, Woof, that's mysteries. right. <laughs> After every John, Paul, Ringo, George, and dog. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> the mother son. <laughs> what? Honestly, before I continue, I must reprise last week's feature because I did say I'd come back and, and complete it having seen the Tomb Raider film. Mm. And what I will say is that I said she had a Monzo card in my feature, but in truth, she's a Deliveroo rider, which is basically the bike equivalent of Monzo. <laughs> is she actually sponsored by Deliveroo? No, it's like uh, a Deliveroo-like company. I was going to say. Yeah. Because they yeah. were definitely telling us that she was a delivery biker. Yeah. But I wondered if they'd slipped it in with CG trickery. No. No such no. luck. That would be nice. But, uh... You guys, your final tomb rating score was 200. So well done if you were keeping score from last I week. Never, I, wasn't, I thought it was I haven't listened to last week's episode yet, so I'm in the dark. I <laughs> thought it was minus 400. Yes, that's what I meant. Oh no, you crewed 600 we. points over the course of a week. It's like oh. uh, it's like Candy Crush or Farmville. One, if you just leave it alone, you'll if get you leave tomb the tombs alone. Leave tombs alone to you'll get just more get tomb rating points. More you, just dusty. Said, you just said the first thing that I understood, and like many readers, I'll be livid with the idea that 
you've just introduced that Candy Crush is a progress while absent game. It is not one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of the saga games. <laughs> it's one of the saga. <laughs> uh, have either of you seen Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? No. I haven't. I refuse to watch it because I refuse to play into the false myth that straight men are rubbish and need a bunch of prancing faggots to tell them how to dress. <laughs> I can't help but feel this is a feature I won't be able to participate in. I'm, a, I, I'm allowed to say that because I am very hateful <laughs> and unashamed. I never watched the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy because I was 12, young and, and deeply ashamed of my sexuality and afraid that if I ever watched it in front of my parents, they would immediately see that I was gay and, I don't know, explode. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd be responsible for their deaths, just something else you'd have to repress. That'd be awful. That'd be horrible. Every time they saw you watching it, they'd inflate one stage like a dig dug monster (laughs) and eventually pop. (laughs) I'd have to say something withering about how these men speak so flamboyantly. Flamboyantly. Uh, in order That's to, to re- bring them back down a level of inflation. And that would just be tiresome. <laughs> rather just not watch Constant it. Constant parental inflation. <laughs> Dig Dug <laughs> is not a management game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have been watching the new Queer Eye. It's fun. I've been hearing very good things about it, although I can't imagine how that translates into a decent TV show. <laughs> I hear it makes you cry every episode. Is I haven't that true? stopped. I've, I've been crying constantly from the moment the Qu and Queer Eye appears on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you do look sallow and drained. Just <laughs> this saltless what I will man. Say is, is so, what do you, do you a saline at, drip with you? <laughs> do you cry at the plight of the straight man who's so? Clueless. <laughs> so so crapped. Wearing shoes. <laughs> oh, like, oh, no, baldy hole. He keeps wearing all his shoes backwards and his feet are all crushed up like a geisha. <laughs> and his wife is furious. I'm just so straight, I can't <laughs> possibly wear a brogue. It, it, it I keep is. trying to stick my fingers through the holes. I think the emotional heartstring tugging is... I think they lay it on really thick to the point where I, th- I think it's a bit saccharine and overworked. And I can't really... Like, there was a bit where a guy was about to come out to his stepmom, and in order to pluck up the courage, he cl- he, he went into his own bedroom he at the party the... by himself God. and closed the door behind him with the cameraman inside. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked forlornly at a picture of his father <laughs> with the cameraman in the room. <laughs> it's like, that's not, that's not a real emotion. But then when he came out to his... His uh, stepmother... She had a GoPro on her head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He did. And he was looking at it. He was not making eye contact at all with her. (laughs) It's like a deep show. (laughs) He did cry in a really sort of ugly way. Like, it was proper ugly crying. (laughs) It was like that. He was like... He was like wailing like a cat. Um, that's a genuine screaming like a cat mid coitus on a fence. <laughs> yeah. On a fence. Um, so that that got me. That got me. That bit because that that was like I felt that felt like a genuine outburst of emotion. Oh, so, the, so they're doing queer eyes for gay guys as well now. Then yeah, it's basically just a makeover show for people who are just shit at looking after themselves. Oh man, I wish they just travelled around in a hovering eyeball <laughs> so, like, just, and it's, if it stares at you then that's you know it's your episode <laughs> I, I don't think I ever really understood what Queer Eye in any incarnation was neither had I I thought it was just uh, to make them wear nice trousers rather than 
brown ones. Well, one of them does that. They, they each have special abilities. Like, <laughs> what? Like the oh, what? Uh, like like Captain Planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are they rangers? Um, so one of them does all the clothes. One of them does the hair and um, uh, personal... One of them just throws soil at everything. <laughs> <laughs> one of them does do soil. Soil makes it better. Soil and houses. It's on style. And uh, one houses. of them is just like a life coach kind of style guy. Life is one of the Captain Planets. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last guy is food. But he can only really do avocado on toast. Is it? Wait, so he's like. Oh, I thought you were going to say he doesn't do it very often, like he's Gordon in Thunderbirds. <laughs> like he's up there somewhere and he occasionally comes down and just. Ah! Avocado. But it's definitely really embarrassing. Did someone say avocado? <laughs> it's like, well, like one of the guys is like, here's how to make avocado on toast. And the other guy's building, doing a full changing rooms routine with the guy's house, like getting the decorators what is, in. What does it say? Like, now it's very important that you don't break your entire mouth on the stone that's inside the <laughs> avocado. So many straight people have done that. <laughs> <laughs> they, think, they think they're so butch they can bite through it. <laughs> Tucking in. There's nothing. You're not a you're not a pussy if you take the stone out of the car. Even though all your NASCAR friends will say you are. You don't need to break it against your head like a beer can. <laughs> so do you know what the Adam's apple is? It's not actually the something it's just that loads of men eat the stones and it gets stuck in there, and that's what Adam's apples are. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want one of those. <laughs> um, but I was struck by how repetitive the transformation process is for all of these men. And it made me wonder, what if the Fab Five are actually stuck in purgatory and oh. can't get out? And what we are witnessing is a gateway into the personal hell <laughs> <laughs> from which they cannot ever escape. And I was so taken with this notion... I did a tweet about it, oh. and a man replied and said, you should do a feature about that. And I, I liked that tweet, as if to say, yes, I will. So oh. here we go. Straight eye for the feature guy. <laughs> Steve, am I meant to be in this feature? Yes. I get your features, get your scripts out. Oh, you haven't sent me God. an email. Oh, then who have I shared it with? <laughs> oh, know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the president, Joe Scaramucci. Joe Biden. <laughs> I've definitely shared it with you, Joe. I can, I'm looking at your stupid mouth. Where's Where's my knowledge? I got it. Oh, she. I'm going to plug it in so I've got more control. Okay, here we go. This is the feature that I wrote. Are you guys ready to read it with me? Read along with me? Steve, am I allowed to do... Um, yeah. Oh, the, so... the voice that's not allowed for people like me. Um, You don't have to do a camp voice because one of them isn't camp. But he is black, so you will have to wear black <laughs> <laughs> And you choose who you're going to offend. What if I did it really Chinese? <laughs> okay. I like where you're going with okay. this. <laughs> Joe, do whatever voice you feel most comfortable doing. Interesting. You can be... Joe, you can be Branthony. <laughs> Log, right. you're going to be Anthony. And I'm, I'm Anthony. And I'm going to be Janthony. Oh, lovely. The Fab Five are in their Fabmobile, driving down the freeway on their way to another of their roughly entertaining makeover missions, unaware that they are actually in purgatory, and doomed to repeat the same day for eternity. Cardamom and Jacoby are asleep. Anthony, Branthony and Janthony discuss their plans for the day. Today, we're visiting Alex. Oh, Alex! <laughs> I like that name! Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell! <laughs> I like Diagnose that, that motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that name. I like that name too. 
Alex is a sculptor. Oh, a sculptor. I like that profession. Sculpting, what a profession. And he's fallen on hard times. Hard like a big dick. Benthony. Benthony. <laughs> this bit's much too long for me to keep up that pretense. I'm sorry. Okay, just do, just do your normal voice. <laughs> oh, but I've got different voices to show off to talent scouts. <laughs> I'm sorry, we were all thinking it. We were all thinking of falling on a hard, sculpted dick. The sun dips behind a cloud, and the Fab Five find themselves cold and unable to speak. Ahead of them, on a scrolling LED traffic sign above the freeway, several arcane sigils appear and then vanish. The radio, which had been playing Cher, now plays the sound of chanting and rattling instruments. The sun reappears and all is back to normal. The Fab Five feel sexless and unthreatening again, as though reset to their factory parameters. Sorry, I don't know what came over me there. Anthony opens his mouth to say, I'll come over you if you don't shut that beautiful white Muppet mouth of yours, but stops himself as the sound of static leaks into the radio again. He is compelled by an unseen force to keep things PG. What's going on with our man Alex? Alex is in a slump. He's down in the frump dumps. <laughs> He's wearing raggedy-ass clothes, eats honking shit, and has a stupid fucking moustache. We should put him in nice clothes, show him what a guacamole is, and then shave off his stupid fucking moustache. Yas queen. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put. That is how you say yas queen. Yeah. And all in time for him to host a cocktail party for everyone he knows, where he'll reveal his latest sculpture, a 12-foot-tall marble statue of a man eating toast on a jet ski. Yas! <laughs> and then finally we can go home. Hooray! Home! Yas! Though I cannot remember where it is. I know home is the place where I live. The Fab Five pull into Alex's driveway and pile out, laughing and high-fiving one another and doing cartwheels through the flower bed. They march into Alex's house and start tearing down the curtains and screaming at one another. Anthony immediately climbs into the gap between the walls and shimmies through the house before punching his way through the plasterboard and into the kitchen. Now I'm going to teach you what an avocado is. An avocado is a horrible grape with a wooden egg inside it. <laughs> Look now, I will demonstrate how to open the avocado and you will be a better person. A better person. Elmer McPherson. You'll be better, Elmer McPherson. Thanks to my queer eye. Alex watches as Anthony slides the avocado, slices the avocado with a knife. He pauses as the blade becomes lodged, and hot red blood begins to pour from the fruit and onto the granite work surface. Branthony runs into the kitchen. Oh my god! <laughs> What's happening to Anthony? The avocado. It. There's something inside of that. Anthony peels open the avocado. Where the stone should be, there is a dead sparrow. <laughs> this reminds me of something. Say it. What does this remind you of? We're not here, are we? This isn't... None of this is happening, is it? Queens! Get your queer eyes over here! I've shaved off Alex's mustache, Alex's mustache, Alex's mustache, and now he looks like a delphi little queen nut. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, I did that. Oh my god, you are so cute! You look amazing! Oh, I can't remember what existential realization I was about to come to. All I can think about is this cocktail party! Boys! I think we're ready to show off. 
the new Alex. The Fab Five grab hold of Alex and screech in a perfect augmented fifth, ah. opening a wormhole in the wall through which they all leap. They arrive, slingshotted through space and time, at the big cocktail party next week, where Alex is due to unveil his latest and greatest work, a statue of a man on a jet ski eating toast. Alex looks incredible. He believes in himself and is finally wearing trousers. I taught him about what an avocado is, and I think that's really showing in the way that he's elbowing his grandmother in the face. I had suspected we might be deceased, but this party has really put my mind at ease. Quiet, Branthony, honey. He's about to unveil his new statue. You're Branthony. I'm Janthony. You've written Branthony. Quiet, (laughs) Anthony, honey. Yeah, you did actually write that. Anthony, quiet. He's about to reveal the statue. Okay. (laughs) Alex pulls the silken sheet from his giant statue, (laughs) revealing it to his assembled family and friends. It is a perfect depiction of a man, 12 feet tall and straddling a jet ski and eating toast. From his mouth comes a huge speech bubble marble slab. (laughs) You enjoyed writing that. (laughs) Speech bubble marble slab. Did you laugh to yourself when writing speech bubble marble slab? Because that's exactly the kind of thing you would laugh. In the same way as horrible grape with a wooden egg inside. (laughs) On the speech bubble is etched the words... You are in a coma. Please wake up. What the fuck, Alex? Yeah, Alex. Not cool, Queen. Let's go make up somebody else. Queens. End credits. Quit. Quit. I As it's on Netflix, I'm sure it skips the final credits and auto-plays the next, next episode, episode seamlessly Boom. right into the hashtag QE tip. Literally, I I watched accidentally watched three episodes of Jessica Jones that way. Because you thought <laughs> it was all one episode. <laughs> <laughs> this pilot episode is brave. <laughs> uh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my feel of features, but I've run out. I don't have any regular features. I just listen to this. Thank you. So, haven't got a feature because I'm just a busy guy with a life. Just a fun life. Mm. So I've done what any budding comic with nothing to offer is to do, which is to hit the newsstands, which is what they said in Men in Black. Oh, what's your take on today's events? Well, let me show you what I've got. I bought a copy of Fiesta. Oh, full of our world famous readers' wives. Oh. That has got a little obscuring. Now there is. Where you can just see a massive woman's forehead, and no. that's it. There is, uh, as you can see, and as you've said so eloquently, <laughs> a silver uh, obscuration panel which covers the back as well, which I can only assume means it's her ass. <laughs> I hope so. I've now this is a bongo mag. As they would say, I've never bought a bongo mag before. And let me tell you, the cliches about it being an uncomfortable situation are entirely true. I went into a um, news agent's up your road and there was a sort of emphysemic woman behind the counter (laughs) who judged me. Uh, I made all the mistakes. As I walked in, I greeted her, knowing full well what I was going in for. Hello, madam. I said it much too loudly with my headphones on. (laughs) (laughs) Hello! I walked straight up to the bongo section, which was small. How long did you spend with your thumb and finger on your chin <laughs> like an emoji? I looked at each magazine cover in turn, very slowly, as if, you know, there is a decision to be made here. And I chose the one with the panel, 
Because well, I thought, then I'm not just slapping a big picture of tits in front of the woman in front yeah, on the desk. That. And it's called Fiesta as well, so you could have actually pretended you thought it was about the car. Yes. And this was... this <laughs> and, Or a nice party in Spain. The, the yeah. silver section is just one of the paint colours that you couldn't get for it. Uh, I, so I continued making mistakes. I dropped my change as I was giving it to her. When I said sorry, my voice croaked all weirdly. And as I walked out, I put the magazine way too quickly into my jacket. you forcing yourself into a 360 swivel while you do so. out the door the into traffic. <laughs> like a spinning top into the street. Now what I thought now what I thought we could do. <laughs> On the way out you're just falling over one of the guide dog for the blind boxes where you put the coins in the dog's head. <laughs> just trying desperately to stuff this in the top. Uh, I thought what we could do is just open this copy of Fiesta. Just see what the quality of jazz mags is these mm. days. Because I've never done it. Before. I believe I did this with a different No magazine. you didn't. But if- about 300 episodes ago Fuck. with a chicken magazine a magazine about keeping chickens oh that's oh, fine yeah, that's, that's not bonkers good. this is different it's fine oh it's quite a thick mm. so Have you first seen- complaint they've the, the obscuration panel doesn't do anything because they've, they've censored actually- out all the knobs and noggins. Oh, yeah, they put asterisks over all of the nips. But um, thankfully, That's, I've got the, ep- the episode that I wanted. The, the, the annoying thing is, they've got asterisks on the tits, but there's nothing at the bottom of the page that explains what the asterisks <laughs> are referring to. There should be a series of asterisks with the word nipple next to it. <laughs> Brown nipple. Brown nipple. Pink nipple. Uh, they're hot, strict for action, the original, and the best. I don't know what makes them so original. I hope to find out. Three ninety nine. This is volume fifty two, mm. issue three. It, I think has, been like a, it has been going a fucking long time, Fiesta. It's one of the classics. It's the home of readers' wives. Do you take a look at the back? I think uh, you'll find that very entertaining. Cheap wank lines. <laughs> uh, Cheapest go... wank ever. Cheapest no, wank ever. I had an extraordinarily cheap wank this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go through some of these? Um, come relief in seconds. Granny wants more sex. <laughs> that, that's sex on the She's moors. <laughs> Big titted girls, very suckable. <laughs> uh, unimaginable filth. <laughs> you just hear a series of <laughs> just noises like that make sense but don't make it's English just, sense. It's just like a hellscape. It's, like <laughs> it's just the, the Fab Five screaming for help. It's, it's all those scenes from Event Horizon. Uh, horny grandmother will take it up her bum. <laughs> We've asked and she said she's up for it. Was Williams and Will in italics there? Just legal, naive and dumb. (laughs) (laughs) This is horrible. That's that's the front cover and back cover. Let's delve in. There's Naomi, Stella, Susie, Tyler, Siren, Carla, Jay, Tanya Tate, Back in the Day, Motor Maniac, Request Stop. Tanya Taint? It's quite a... Tanya Tate. Oh, sorry. Tanya Tate. <laughs> That's With like a new range of sunning beds. Wait. Tanya Tate. Spot the knockers. Oh, this is like spot the ball. 
I don't know. Where they've uh, photoshopped out the boobs and you need to guess where they are. No, you're just looking at boobs but matching them to a woman's face. Ah. The way they've arranged that page is they have the woman's face and directly beneath it they have a set of seven knockers. As if she's a a wiggler from the the Mario series. (laughs) (laughs) You have to to knock out each set of boobs before finally getting to defeat the wiggler. by jumping on her head. That head, but in Gallic... In the what the latest one isn't called Galaxy, is it? It's no. called Odyssey. Odyssey, Odyssey. Yeah. But if, if you put your hat on that, you could get to some secret areas. <laughs> you could not. <laughs> yeah. Put your hat on that, mate. Put your hat on that. <laughs> you should write into them, though. <laughs> Tell them that. <laughs> you might get into the letters pages. <laughs> There's a review of the Volvo V40. <laughs> well, there is. It's double page spread. Fiesta verdict. Fantastisk. Eight out of ten. So, buy that. Wow. They've really got more vagina. It's one hundred percent tits and arse, except for one double page spread about a car that you should buy, mm. but only with an eight out of ten. You think if it was placed advertorial, they give it nine. Call yeah. Granny. Granny knows best. Gorgeous big tits. Hot sweet Granny wants dick. I there can't believe that you were so shy about doing a gay voice when you're just shouting this shit into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. Isn't this it? is fine. What? Yeah, but this isn't offending anyone. Objectifying people like my grandmother, who <laughs> is dead. They've got a section called the big tissue, which seems like that seems rude. <laughs> I was like, like, yeah, you're punning, punning down. Oh no, <laughs> you're punning down. <laughs> um. Yeah, sorry guys. No, that I was mean good. we could cut that, was... that out if we want to. No, no, I liked that. I, I... liked. Um... No, there was some I did. amazing. I, d- I got a second magazine this, as well. The, the observation about the Wiggler were it means it's going in. That's fair. Mm. I, I did also get Nexus, the alternative news magazine, which has a whole feature about the Mandela effect. We could get to that another time. Yeah, I think the sound of you leafing through magazines might convey a, a sense of disinterest <laughs> to the reader. <laughs> oh, somebody tell me where my features gone. Hi guys, I'm a little stinker, little Billy stinker that is, and I've dedicated my life to pranking the shit out of idiots like you. My motto is, pranks must occur. Another (laughs) motto is, the prank is on you. A third motto is, no more pranks, au contraire, pranks galore. Come into my shop. That's right. Step onto the area of the floor, which I have wrote the word shop on a mat. It was not a mat. It's, this is not a shop. That was a pit. It, you're in a pit now. <laughs> I have pranked you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Eat it. Eat me prank. <laughs> What's the man's name again? I'm Little Billy Stinker. Little Billy Stinker. William Stinker. Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> so... Basically, I've got shitloads of pranks for you lot tonight. But for the first thing, everyone loves celebrities as much as they love pranks. And I want you to name some celebrities and I will improvise Ooh. a prank tailored to that celebrity. Okay. Please, just any any celebrity you like, I will just think up a prank. David Duchovny. No, no. Actually, the joke would be that you don't say one that I've written. <laughs> So I say, yeah. <laughs> did you write David? Yes, I did. That's the first fucking one. Jesus you Christ! <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> well, anyway, well, I'm so glad you said David Duchovny <laughs> because I have got the perfect Frank for that man. 
<laughs> this prank is a bad X-File, where I am in a cupboard. He will find me quite quickly in the last 40 minutes of the episode of me just basically laughing and telling David he's been pranked like a twat. <laughs> Scully, Scully will then come in and she's in on the prank and she's on a motorbike and she'll come in and say, David, I just did three X-Files while you stood there getting pranked, you absolute pranit. <laughs> and David David will go red from blushing and I will piss myself from a prank well pranked. <laughs> now, does anyone else want to guess any other the fuckers I'm going to prank? <laughs> Denise Van Outen. You come, you ready? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you said Denise Van Outen. <laughs> Because what I would do with her is I would run up to her front door and post a QR code through her door. And when she scanned it, it would be a link to me on YouTube saying, Oh, my name's Denise Van Alten, and I will scan any QR code you care to mention. And then I will post more and more QR codes through her door and they'll say things like, Hey, Denise, I heard you like to scan QR codes. And, ooh, another QR code, is it, Denise? Oh, were you hungry this week? (laughs) Until she's had it up to fucking here with QR codes. And um, the joke will be on her because QR codes are really useful for printing promotional uh, links in magazines. So she might miss out on some good offers, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Denise. (laughs) She feels... Just half pranked there. <laughs> yeah, a, bit of a lukewarm prank that one. Well, maybe, maybe I'll just get in touch with her doctor then and say Denise really loves diagnoses via QR codes, and she might miss out on a really serious fucking disease. Mm. Why have I gone camp? I'm supposed to be. This isn't my voice. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony. You made it. <laughs> I'm back in the real world, oh. and I've devoted my life to being a cockend. <laughs> <laughs> Any any more celebrities you want me? Uh, just off anyone off the top of your head. Orlando Legolas. Orlando, I'm so glad you said Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got his joke. I finally in. got the joke. <laughs> and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, have I got the perfect prank for Judy Dench? In 2012, Lethal Bizzle used the word Dench to mean very good, and it really caught on because I think he did it on YouTube. So I will get him to declare on all his Bizzle channels that the word Judy now means I am not. So whenever Judy Dench introduces herself to a child, the child will laugh and say, well, you've got pretty low esteem for a fucking dame. <laughs> so um, there you go. Uh, that's, that's how I would prank the celebrities. Excellent. Thank you. I like it. Now, for some quick family pranks. <laughs> Fill your mum's iron with blackcurrant cordial. Pour a lethal amount of salt into your dad's mouth while he's asleep. (laughs) Post your gran a gas bill that's really high and call her a fat bitch. What, on the the post? Yes. Dear fat bitch, I want £500 or you will die of cold. Yours. Yours gas. Yeah, but it's a feasibly big number, but not so big you'd question it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Your fat won't protect you now. You will die of hypothermia. Your fat can't help you now, fat bitch. You think you're so (laughs) armoured. Steal all your brother's money. I'd like to see how fat you are when you're dead. <laughs> That's Still. the first thing your body will eat. <laughs> Steal all your brother's money. Spend it on newspo- spend it on nude posters of your mum and then put them up in his room. Then tell your mum you saw him going mad with his willy in his hand. <laughs> like, nude posters of his mum exist. 
Jones. <laughs> like HMV. If they can Photoshop a hat onto my glorious leader, Jeremy Corbyn, I can Photoshop your mum nude doing a, in a doing heart. a finger dance with her fanny bows. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, bleeding your sister's custard. <laughs> <laughs> How is that the worst one? <laughs> oh, yeah. We move on to the classic British schoolboy. And how to how best to prank that piece of shit? <laughs> well, British schoolboys love conkers. And I will take advantage of that love with this collection of ten abusive conkers. <laughs> Number one. A conker that shouts, I'm a fat idiot, whenever it hits anything. Nice conker, you fat idiot. Number two is a conker that is slimy with boogers and the shoelace is a big greasy worm. Your opponent will look at you like you're a right prick. This conker has late-term abortions on demand written in Tipex on it, leading to the schoolboy getting a reputation for edgy content. Now he will be shunned by polite society. <laughs> Serves you right. This conker has been steeped overnight in the vinegary secretions of my never-cleaned bellend. It stinks very whiffy, but is actually a very good conker. So swings and roundabouts. The shoelace on this conker is so long, it looks like a tiny wooden dog on a lead. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's not a dog. It's a conker, you stupid-ass child. Number six. This conker has got an incompleted sentence. Number seven. <laughs> this conker has got Disney content on it, leading anyone to film the match to lose their monetization on YouTube. <laughs> they will tear you a new one when they get a copyright strike on their channel. Number eight. This conker has another conker tied onto the end of it, making it a classic double pendulum with a chaotic motion that will, if my understanding of chaos is correct, make everyone's trousers fall down <laughs> as they chase a woman with big, big, with big boobs around a park. Do you know what boobs are after Joe's feature? Yeah. <laughs> the things with asterisks Big on them. Boobs. Yeah, asterisks and no explanation. Boobs. No wonder th- women are so confusing to straight men. <laughs> Full of asterisks. Got so many and no explanations. <laughs> Number nine. This is just a bad conquer. It's so bad, and you are using it to play conquers. You're going to lose. Your opponent will ridicule you for bringing such a trivial conquer into the field of battle. You were not prepared. Go back into your mouse hole in the skirting board, tiny child. <clears throat> the tenth and final conquer is a normal conquer. A good conquer, even. A conquer that could take you to victory. But by now, you are so comprehensively cowed by your experiences that you will flinch from it. Why are you scared of a conquer, you ridiculous boy? You will be hounded from every public school in the land as the boy that flinched from a good conquer. You have been long pranked with horse chestnuts. I am Billy Chestnuts. Well, that's my name now, because I said it. <laughs> Fucking go with whatever you say. That's the rule of being a pranking twat. That's it. Now I'm going to prank Matt Lees. Hey. One of our own. Turn on yourself. Is that Matt Lees? Hello, yes, I am that notorious idiot. Quick, quick, Matt. Matt, it's, it's, it's important. Yeah. There's there's a wasp in your toilet and you have to call the police. 
Why would I call the police for a toilet wasp? <laughs> because the because the wasp has just done a heist, a money heist, like what happens on the Netflix TV show, Money Heist. Oh wow! I didn't know that wasps could do money heists until now. I I, I better call the police then. <laughs> but you can't because I'm on the phone to you and I won't hang up. Oh no, the old telephone trick that only works on landlines in which the caller failing to hang up maintains the connection and renders the receiver's phone un- unusable. Yes, that does explain the trick, but as this is a serious crime, I will hang up now so you can call the real police for the money heist toilet wasp. Okay. I'm not gonna hang up. <laughs> Hello, yes, this is the real police. What is your crime number? I've been, uh, hello, police, I've been reliably informed on the telephone that I've got a wasp in my toilet. Uh, that what has, he's done a, a money, uh, he's done a money heist. Well, this is very serious, sir. Have you got Stang on the willy? And has your willy blown up like a balloon? And is a fart sound coming out of the end of your willy? This is an unusual line of questioning, officer. I am the real police, and you are under arrest for obstructing justice, contempt of court, and harbouring a bad wasp. You are going to prison, I'm afraid. Wait a minute, is this, is this Billy Stinker, the prank master? Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, I pranked you, Matt Lees. You look like a fucking arsehole, and it's very funny. <laughs> You fucking piece of shit. I'll fucking, I'll fucking end you, you fucking... <laughs> I prank, 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 can't hear you for the prank. <laughs> I was very inconsistent with my voices there, wasn't I? The end, yeah, yeah. you sounded much angrier and older. <laughs> Than Billy Stinker. Well, Billy Stinker like was it. aged by his own pranks <laughs> in real time. I think. I think if you are a pranker, it will wear you out to the point where you are just death walking. Well, look have at Don s- Jolly. Have you seen? Look at Steve O. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. Looking he looks great. younger than the tattoo of him on his back. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. It's been a whale of a time for Mm. me, and I think, Log, perhaps you've enjoyed it too. I wouldn't like to commit myself one way or the other. Joe, what did you think of it? Happy? Overall, 7 out of 10. Good idea. I thought thought that one went quite well. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're in my house again with all my laundry all piled up on a bed. Your laundry is designed to absorb some of the echoes. Yeah. Some of your pants have just really, really absorbed. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole word sort of soaked into those. This one just <laughs> didn't come back out. This one just vibrating with energy. Next time you put one in, it's going to say, that bitch. <laughs> Blast you out the window. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Regular Features Podcast. If you liked that, guess what? We've got a live show coming up. And that show is happening on April the 9th at the Canal Cafe Theatre, Monday, 7.30 o'clock. I am looking at a picture of the seats sold, yeah? And it's, they're selling pretty quickly. They are selling out. Uh, it's going to be our first show in uh, two months. We always have such a good time with the regular features readers. And it's a nice time we hang out afterwards and we say hello. And yeah. so you can hug us. You can shake our hands. I you will... have to ask to hug us. Yeah. No, that goes for you lot because you 
have that system, whereas I just accept people running up to me and clamping onto me like barnacles. Even mm-hmm. from behind? I want more, more of you to clamp onto me until I can barely move from the <laughs> sheer nurture of your weight. You know how bees, one of the things bees do when an intruder gets into the hive is all of the bees pile on on a big dog pile. They surround like a wasp or something that gets in and they buzz their wings to get the heat up. Until they melt them. And they make a hot ball and they just cook the intruder inside a hot ball of bees. And, like, some of the bees on the inside cook as well, but they don't care. They give them their lives for the hive. Yeah. Hot I, ball of bees! Hot ball of bees! I love the idea of you being in there and lighting a cigarette off the hot ball. Oh, <laughs> smoking out the top like yeah. a chimney. Oh, man. But I think if the readers want to latch onto Log and form a hot ball of readers and cook Log to death in the centre of it, um, there needs to be a sold-out show, because there needs to be 60... 70 people doing that in order to cook you to death. Let's do a pylon. Let's do a massive old school pylon like yeah. in the schoolyard and then but you've got to have wings and flap them. You've got to be or at least be able to vibrate your bodies at 60 hertz. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Did you is that right? Do you vibrate like at that? 60 insertions a second. Yeah, insertions oh. now. Who's inserting? I'm sorry I escalated you a little went bit there. A little, you tipped the scales a little bit. It's going to bring happen. your stingers. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, if you can't make it along to the April 9th live show, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And your donations really do help us all get together and do the podcast. Dog, what's the last thing that people can do? What's the last thing they could do? They can rate, review, and subscribe us on all of their podcast apps and iTunes. Yes. Yeah. He's thinking the bees. about the bees. It's the bees again. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, do that. It, every podcast says it. Just fucking do it. Just fucking stop it. Stop not doing it. We've got more readers than we have reviews on iTunes. If you're part of the problem, then just <laughs> fuck, fuck off. off. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't fuck off. Please come back next week when we'll have a whole new little podcast just for you called Regular Features. The podcast. The podcast. It's the same every, every week. week. For you. Goodbye. Good night. Bye.